Submitted for the approval of the Midnight Society. Oh, joy! Let's rock! It makes me wanna fart! Dear Journal, it's me, Doug. Do you have a... Baby's gotta do what a baby's gotta do. On your mark, get set. Oh, here it goes. Welcome back, all you slimesters, to Splat Attack, where we're taking it back to the slime-filled past. I am your one of your hosts, Brett Wilson. I am your other host, Alex Nance, and Brett, I see somebody else here. Yes, who is with us today? We actually have a special guest. Would you like to reveal yourself? <laughs> Would our secret guest reveal themselves, please? So my name is Jasmine, Jazz for short, and I am a diehard What Would You Do fan. <laughs> yes, because in case you guys didn't know, we will be talking What Would You Do Today for the What Would You Do 30th Anniversary. What, 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 what would you, what, what, what would you do? Wow, we're we're just knocking them all down this time of year, huh? With you know, first we did the Nicktoons anniversary with Doug Rugrats and Ren and Stimpy. Now we got this, and then we got like Hey Arnold in October for its twenty fifth, and then Are You Afraid of the Dark uh, at the end of October. So it's like, man, we're just banging all these out this year. It's great. Ninety one, what a magical year for Nickelodeon magic. Ninety one and ninety two, some good years. Um, so yeah, let's, let's get right into it. Um, I guess I'll, uh, ask you guys, uh, what do you remember most about what would you do? Well, I know the memories I had with what would you do were incredible. It's one of the action. It was actually the very first game show that I ever watched that I filmed that made me fall in love with the classic Nickelodeon game shows in the first place. And that Mm -hmm. show itself, just like the joy that it brought to me because growing up, I had, I I was a victim of abuse all my life. So that show has helped me in so many ways. It still does today. The pies, the action, the interaction with the audience. I just absolutely loved it. Yeah, that's that's very heartwarming to hear. I really feel like that What Would You Do is a unique type of show on Nickelodeon because while it is considered a game show, in quotes, um, it's, it's kind of more of a variety show in a sense where it takes elements of like candy camera and even a little bit of double there, as I've noticed, and just kind of mashes them all together with like a pie theme for everything. Like every, every single kind of activity they do, it's all, you know, pie this or pie that, or, you know, just trying to get the audience to do wacky, silly things that they wouldn't normally do. Um, hence what would you do? <laughs> mm-hmm. And for me, it was very much an opportunity to be at Nickelodeon studios because it was filmed there and you could tell because yep. uh, yep. it was filmed in studio and outside of the studio. And since it costs so much to go to Universal Studios and take the trip out there, we were able to live vicariously through the audience. And that was Definitely. really, really cool to be able to experience. Yeah. 
yeah, whether you're at home or actually in the studio audience, it was a good time for everyone. What, what, anything else that really comes to mind for you guys before I rattle off some uh, tidbits? I remember watching the show as a kid, and I would usually have one of two things happen. Either Nickelodeon was one of those networks that was on all the time, whether it be just mm-hmm. to actually sit down and actively watch or just have background noise while I was doing sure. playing with toys. And mm-hmm. what would you do was one of those shows that either had my full attention or for some reason I was just building with Legos. And it was, <laughs> you sound just like me. <laughs> and, and it would be, uh, I'd be half watching and, and half building the blocks at the same time. But yeah. I, I remember a lot of the toys that I, or, or the, a lot of the little builds that I made while I was doing, watching the show. I mm-hmm. remember watching Double Dare with my brother uh, as I said in the previous episode, my brother's eight years older than I am. And that mm-hmm. was one of the shows that he and I really bonded over. And when What Would You Do came out, I got really excited. And it felt like a show for me because uh, my brother didn't really get into that one by that point. And I loved especially watching the banter between Mark and Robin. When yeah. the two of them would start messing with each other, particularly that, that's Robin often the best part. <laughs> and and those were awesome. And I also really loved not only to see the audience participation, but I loved whenever they would bring in various celebrities into the show as yes. well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which yeah. we'll we'll get into later. But I always thought those were really cool because there were ones that I recognized and then ones that I had never heard of before. Yep. But I really enjoyed watching. Yeah, yeah definitely. definitely. We'll mention a few of those later, but um, yeah, I, I just think it's it had a lot of high energy to it, even though it wasn't quite as messy as Double Dare, and it really was like all about the interaction and getting people involved from the audience, getting the the guests involved from Universal Studios or celebrities. Yep. It just felt like everyone was a part of this thing together, no matter where you were, even even if you're a viewer at home watching on TV, and that's what really made it a. a unique special show on Nickelodeon because no other show really really operated function like that Mm -hmm. you see growing up like growing up when like when I was dealing with being the the victim of abuse I was always Mm -hmm. looking for something to it helped me escape the pain so right I remember and I didn't have a lot of activities back in the day to do so Mm -hmm. the the only thing that helped me was the tv but I was never into like cartoons I was I just wanted to find a show that would help me escape. So right. I remember the first time I ever watched What Would You Do? And I was like, what is this? I was like, let me just <laughs> give this a try. And all I remember, the first thing I remember was just seeing someone take a pie to the face. Yeah. And I instantly <laughs> and I instantly started laughing. I'm like, oh my goodness, let me just continue watching more. And the more I watched, the more of a fan I became. And then all of a sudden, mm-hmm. that's Every day after school, that's all I wanted to do was, what would you do? What would you do? And I remember just falling in love with everything about it, falling in love with Mark Summers, Robin. And then <laughs> that led led that led to become even a big, I became basically obsessed with the show. Then I started falling in love with Double Dare and then more and more game shows. But it mm-hmm. all revolved around what would you do? That's beautiful. What would you do? (laughs) Kind of piggybacking off of what you had just said. uh, I did an Instagram live a few weeks ago where I was just talking with the followers and the question had been brought up why I didn't like the idea of me getting slimed or pied in the face or something like that. Because for me growing up, 
I was I was bullied in, in school uh, by. Mm, I think all three of us can relate to that. If you during the movie A Christmas Story and the kid mm-hmm. who got his tongue stuck to the pole, I uh, was that kid. And aw. and every single time we watch the watch that movie, everyone is even watching the movie. People are laughing, and I feel bad for the kid because I was like, I I was the one peer pressured into that. And yeah. they don't know shows, what it feels like to have their tongue stuck to that pole. It hurts. Yeah. So watching shows like you can't do that on television where the kids would get slimed or, or water just dumped on unwittingly. Now, mm. now as an adult, I understand they were paid for it. They were aware of it right. all that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, the context kid, around it. Yeah. As yeah. a kid, you don't know that. And just to see these kids unwittingly have that happen to them, I felt bad. And, and to me, it was like being slimed or pied in the face or any of that mm-hmm. stuff was being a... Ridicule. almost like the yeah the audience was laughing at their expense yes yeah and yeah. Mm-hmm. what would you do change that for me and mm-hmm. it really started because at first it, the first few times i watched it because i couldn't stop watching it it, it was <laughs> it was this train wreck of silliness and i absolutely yeah. loved it but watching these people get pied in the face and there's so much pie in the show <laughs> so oh, much yeah. They, they must have blew at least 90% of their budget on like yes. pie and whipped cream. <laughs> yes. But watching these people wanting to be pied in the face and wanting to get slimed, because usually they play some kind of a competition and the loser would get right. pied in the face or sent to the pie yeah. pod or something like that. But every once in a while, he would give them, give the people the opportunity to either have something potentially good happen like go to the wall of stuff where you mm-hmm. could win a prize or just go to the pie pod and there were quite a few people who just wanted to go to the pie pod and that blew my mind as a kid right and then to see them more and more enjoying like they get pied in the face and then they have this gleeful laughter and that really <laughs> shook me as it, a kid it's almost like a rite of passage for kids who grew up with early 90s nickelodeon where you know, Nick is kids. That was their slogan back then. And it yeah. was all about hanging out at Universal Studios because it was brand new back then. I think it opened either that year or the year before. And, you know, it was all about the messiness and the fun and the interactivity. So yeah. that's why, you know, whenever they had the opportunity to, you know, get slimed or covered in pies, it was it was more like, OK, now you have bragging rights at school because you got to yep. be on TV. You got <laughs> to you got to be, you know, with Mark Summers, you got to be covered in all this pie and no yeah. one else got to. So I can understand their eagerness for wanting to go to, you know, the various pie contraptions in the show. But before we uh, move on to like other stuff we're going to talk about, I I just want to throw in a quick few tidbits for all you listeners at home who may not be too, too aware of the show. Uh, This show aired on August 31st, 1991, and it went off the air, well, technically ended uh, November 26, 1993, and ran for two seasons, 90 episodes hosted by Mark, and occasionally Robin would act as his on-camera stagehand. Um, But an interesting thing is that in season two, there were some pay disputes going on behind the scenes with uh, Robin and the producers, which I believe was Woody Fraser slash Reeves Entertainment. So she ended up focusing more on doing Double Dare stuff at the time for family Double Dare. And then in in her place, they either got like a co-host of the day, which they picked randomly from the audience, you know, mm-hmm. to like wear the what would you do shirt and then do the things like pick the lottery balls for the wall stuff or just like help Mark out when he was doing sketches. 
Um, or, you know, I think they had like uh, a helper chimp. I forgot his name, but he would like wear the shirt too and just be there for like comic yeah, relief. Chimpanzee. Or... Yeah, chimpanzee. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So um, they always found ways to make it work, even if, you know, things didn't work as planned. Yeah, Jasmine is going to be our resident expert this episode because she's yes. such such an avid fan of the series that as soon as oh. we were going to do this, we said, we got to get Jasmine. So she's keeping yes. us on track that if we misquote anything or or have any information wrong, I know Jasmine's going to be like, uh-uh, actually, it <laughs> so, wasn't a monkey. It was a chimpanzee. Well, Good like to know. I said, it's, it's a great honor to be with you guys here. <laughs> once you guys invited me over, I'm like, oh, heck yeah, it's what would you do? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, we'll have to have you, you back for uh, Double Dare if we do an episode. On yes. That. I mean, there's so much material to work with there. You got regular Double Dare. You got Super Sloppy. You got Family. Oh, you I, got hey, 2000, the reboot. To me, the Double live. Dare. <laughs> to me, it's Double Dare. Uh-uh, any type of Double Dare. I'm up for that. You can't talk about what would you do and leave out the different pie contraptions. Okay. You, I mean, I got a got list to. here, so I'll rattle them off. So, you know, in no particular order, this is what kind of pie contraptions in addition to just people hitting each other with pies that appeared on the show. We have the pie pod, which is like one of the most iconic of the bunch, of course. Yep. So for we those have... of you who don't know what the pie pod is, it's pretty much you sit in the seat and it's four or, or later in season two, five catapults yep. that throw pie in your face. Yep. And, don't, and, and don't forget, don't forget the crowning glory. Yes. Yeah, which is like pink slime slash quote unquote pie filling to help go with it. Yeah. Um, yeah, usually, usually when people went to the pie pot and Mark asked the audience, like, how many pies do we want? One, two, three, or four? They four. Would always say four. Audience, I think I know how many it is, isn't it? Four. four. Okay, let's uh, let's let them fire. One, two, three, and here we go. There's number one. Okay, there's two. There we go. Yes, we got the two of those. Thank you so much. Got to get the maximum two. amount of... Always five. <laughs> yep, yep. Got to get the maximum out when you can. Um, so of course, know why they asked. <laughs> yeah, why? Why do one? Why show up if it's just going to be one pie in the face? You got to get them as messy as possible. Uh, we have the pie wash, which appeared in yes. season two, and they would that, that one's interesting because it would sit next to the pie pod, and it was like this this green background with bubbles on it and some plexiglass, and a kid or whoever ended up going to the pie wash would sit in this rotating leather like reclining chair get sprayed with like three three cannons of like whipped really cream. Thin, yeah really thin whipped cream as if they're getting a wash and then there's this like pie attendant in a red jumpsuit who like um they would like you know uh, how you go to the called? car wash and you get these pieces that spin yeah. to wash off your car yeah yeah it was that <laughs> yeah. except for your face yeah one of those things <laughs> i don't know the name but yeah they would like clean them off on the face so that they could actually see after that um, you know, it was pretty fun. It, it's not my favorite, but I still enjoyed it nonetheless. Less and, clean, more smear the goggles. Pretty much. <laughs> and it, it's funny, funny that it like has that effect because I do remember watching one episode where like not nothing really came out. And then all of a sudden after, you know, the guy did his whole squeegee routine, um, Mark came closer to the kid to see like, how, how did she like it? You know, even though she clearly wasn't filled with any whipped cream on her and one of the backed up tubes just started splurting it on everybody <laughs> so even even when they like plan and prepare for this stuff you never know what's going to happen on the show um, <laughs> um so yeah that's that's the pie wash and uh and we also had 
the pie coaster, which appeared in season two as well. Yeah. That one, that one was really interesting because they, they basically had this um, maybe 500 feet, if that, of steel roller coaster yeah, track. Like a, and mm-hmm. they had this like big red, um, you know, cart. race car cart that was on it. And then whoever was in it had like a helmet on and they would go, they would go through like two, two bumps. So like start at the top and then go down over one hump, then a second hump, and then go through, you know, a massive massive pie at the end. And then it would like rock back and forth through it. So the person in the car would get like multiple smatterings of it in their face. And, you know, usually, usually on the way down, they had like these flags that said, what would you do on it? So the audience would usually say together, what would you do? And then splat. (laughs) But it was funny because I, I love the concept that the pie coaster had like this huge pie in the center, but there were times I didn't like it because I understand with the helmet protecting their head and everything, but most of the time- It wasn't very messy. But that's what I was, uh, yeah, exactly. So most of the time it would just get the helmet, but not really the face because you have all the gear covering for protection. And I'm just like, (laughs) darn. Or the velocity from what they were going and their their body moved in a way that as soon as Mm -hmm. they go down that second hill, their head's Mm -hmm. looking down. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So actually seeing them making contact with that giant pie was satisfying, but the, in terms of sloppiness, I would argue that it's one of the least sloppiest of all the pie contraptions that they had on the mm-hmm. show, and which mm-hmm. is unfortunate, but you know, at least they look cool. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. the one, probably the simplest one, but the most messy. Oh yeah. Pie you know slide. what it is? Pie slide. And the, the great thing about that is that you know, sometimes they would give the people who go down the slide uh, a pie can uh, to hold on. Yeah, the pie and can. it's like, yep, they have it facing towards themselves or towards the pie when they go down. And then we'd see an instant replay from their perspective of them just, you know, careening down that blue slide and, you know, and just being covered we, head to toe in all that stuff. And of course, we had to ride it face first. Yeah. I mean, that's the way to go. Um, yep. That, that way you can eat some of it on your way out. <laughs> Don't even worry about lunch at Universal Studios. Just go down the pie slide and you're good for a meal. <laughs> Speaking about, you know, the four contractions that they had about the with all the pies, there was actually two more contractions. Uh-huh. They- I was just thinking mm-hmm. the same thing. But, but yeah. be- before we get there, I do have to add two things about the pie slide because they're pretty exciting. Mm-hmm. One is... In, in regards to like how much pie and whipped cream stuff that they use during the course of an episode, I read um, online that it took nine hours to fill that, Gosh. Uh, that pie slide. And it was like hundreds of gallons. I was going to say 20, but that's way too small for, you know, like a 10 foot wow. radius um, dish. That thing is massive. It took a long time. And I can imagine why they only used it during select times, because there's a reason why it's so messy. It just was the highest density of pie matter possible on the show. Oh, man. And, you know, in addition to participants uh, going down the pie slide, oftentimes, well, at at least one off the top of my head, Mark Summers himself went down the pie slide. And there's this one episode he was just covered head to toe in it i don't know how he was able to do that but when he got out he looked like the stay plus marshmallow man was melting in july (laughs) you know he was just walking around with all this dripping pie matter on him and he was trying to do the rest of the show like that and everyone's like don't touch me with that infectious (laughs) mark summer's cackle Uh, uh... (laughs) now 
rest of the show like this. I have a suspicion, Jasmine, that you and I are thinking the same two. So before we get to those two, it is worth mentioning the wall of stuff. Yes. yes. Oh, that was my favorite. That's what that was actually one of my favorites. Because the fact that you had the option, you were given a token by you, but it's funny because the ways I remember that the tokens were earned were you have participants from the audience that would play like mm-hmm. a little mini game or something. And if you won, you were given the option to get the token for the wall of stuff or send the loser to the pie pot or the pie wash from what I remember from the top of my head. And at the same time, now when you did go to the wall of stuff, you had what, how many doors if I remember? 20, 20 I think. Yeah, yep. 20. So of course, pick a number, whatever is behind the door is your prize. You either get t-shirts, bags, from what I remember, hats, mm-hmm. but then you had little surprises from time to time. You even had those, your little surprises. Yep. If I remember Wait. correctly, they also did cards that would often send yeah, the participants exactly. to like the pie wash, yep. pie coaster, pie pod, and all that. Or, you know, they just skip the card and throw it right in their face or even douse exactly. them with a whipped cream can, exactly. which is the best yep. the best thing ever to see because you don't even see it coming. It's like, open the doors, <laughs> straight in the face. Sometimes they'd even get it on the camera. It was just glory, pure glory witnessing and, that, that spontaneity. Yeah, and I love the fact that when the note cards actually were to, to send you to the pie pot or the pie wash, the way they were written were like in a little poem. Some of those yeah. poems I even yeah. remember from the top of my head. Do you remember any of them, Alex? Maybe you want to pull one up for us? Uh, I don't, I can't think of one, but we'll just add a sound clip right here. Roses are red, violets are blue. A trip to the Pie Pod is waiting for you. Come on over here. Roses are red, envy is green. After the pie wash, you'll be squeaky clean. You're going to the pie wash right over there. You have a one-track mind, and so will you on a trip down the pie coaster on what would you do? You're going to the pie coaster over there. Kind of cheesy, but it got the job done. <laughs> so, Jasmine, what was one of the other two pie contraptions? The one I remember was, I believe it was called the pie roulette, which was, yes. I remember. And then the pie pendulum. Yes. Okay, yeah, so the, the, pie the the pie roulette was actually had made its premiere in Wild and Crazy Kids. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then made its way over onto What Would You Do? And for anybody who doesn't know what the pie roulette is, it's essentially, you know that game that's the pie face game? Yep. Yeah. It's that. Uh, you <laughs> Except sit your, what would you did at first? <laughs> yes. You, you, sit your, you sit your chin on this desk and somebody, possibly the, the player, would roll the die, roll a die, and it would you would turn the dial the amount that the dice mm-hmm. had. And yep. at any given moment, that pie would come flying in your face. So they would usually pick two people. Uh, yep. So after the few turns if it didn't flip and hit you in the face then the other player would have to put their chin on the desk but it it goes until someone's straight up hit in the face with a pie yeah also very satisfying even if it isn't messy it's just like okay when is it gonna flip up was it gonna flip up i was gonna say real quick about a little comment about the pie roulette also sometimes they have what they call the flinch bucket if yep, you were yes, to, yep. if by any chance you were to flinch, they'll pull the bucket down, and it had like this big gap, like pink yep, or it, orange, it, whatever. It's the same the uh, pink slime yep. from the crowning, crowning glory, actually. Yes. Yep. The yep. flinch bucket. Mm-hmm. Good and stuff. The pie, 
the pie pendulum, instead of having your chin sitting on a desk, you were on this essentially a table that yeah. could be lowered by a crank. It, it looked like a medieval torture device. <laughs> it did. Yeah. 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 Usually how that worked is someone would be strapped in face first, lying belly down on it. Yep. And, you know, you'd have another person, like a family member related to them, crank it X amount of times uh, based on whatever Mark said. And they had to get three questions right based on truths, based on their family members. So what's little Cindy's favorite food? And she'd say like mac and cheese with syrup on it. I don't know. And if they didn't get it right, it'd be like crank it down three times. One, two, three. And, you know, that would determine how close they would get before they either safe or just dip their head straight into it. Yeah. Yep. So that was a fun one. Not quite as messy, but still enjoyable for the gimmick. That also ended up being on Family Challenge game yes. show. Ah, yes. And they, that makes sense because the people who worked for Reeves Entertainment worked on that show later on. I told you about Family Challenge because I was a diehard fan of that show too. That so for those sense. of you out there listening and you like what would you do, which you can find half of the series on YouTube at the at the given moment. You can find episodes of Family Challenge, and oh, there is it. the Pie Pendulum on several of those. Yep, it's also on Daily Motion I too. Loved it. I love that show so much. So one of the other two contraptions, at least the one that I can think of, yeah, is the wanna... Pie in the Sky. Yep, yep. that's the one. Yep. yep. It's the same concept that Brett was talking about, where there would be essentially these booths that a mom and a dad mm -hmm. would step uh -huh. into, yep. and he would do the same thing, where he would ask questions about the child to mom and dad, and above them were three different tiers, and whenever one of the family members got the question wrong, then they would lower the third tier, and it would drop the pipe. Yep. Yep. would drop down to the yep. second tier and it would keep dropping for each incorrect answer until it just flat out dumped on mm -hmm. the Actually, parent who did not know their child at all. <laughs> very very similar concept to the pie pendulum, except different way of distributing the, the mm -hmm. slime. Yes. I actually watched an episode recently where it malfunctioned. It only yes. dropped one level and then it went straight yeah, through. Yeah, and then everything and got came the down. Yep. And, then, and then the mom... When she had it done to her, she got out of the way and it just splat behind her. So she got off safe. But I think she got a, a pie or uh, got sent to the pie pod for that because no one's going away <laughs> scot-free on this show. Oh, no way. No, if you <laughs> ever avoid pie in the oh, presence my. of You'll just get more Mark of it. <laughs> oh, yeah, without a doubt. Yep. You are absolutely getting punished with a whole lot more pie. He is the pie punisher. <laughs> yep. I just imagine him as like a Marvel superhero with like a pie <laughs> emblem on his on his chest. And he's like, who's ready for some pies? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, because yeah. there was an episode where a dad avoided. Uh, the kid went to throw a pie in the face. The dad yep, ducked right out of the way. Got him so, in the oh audience. Oh, my goodness. Yep. And, and Mark said, no, 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 no. And then gave the kid another pie. And he avoided yep. again. He said, okay, yeah, then, you're going to the pie pod. Because I saw I saw something similar like that, which a father kept avoiding the pie. And I think he must have like, must have given the son three pies and he yeah. kept ducking them, ducking them. So instead of the pie pod, Mark Summers <laughs> said, oh, we're going to, Mark Summers basically sent them to the pie wash where they strapped them in. He was like, we're going to strap you in and you're not going anywhere this time. And <laughs> he just oh my completely gosh. got Covered. Brent, what was the other pie contraption? Yes. Um, believe it or not, this was a very short-lived one, but it did appear in season one because Robin was driving it onto the stage 
It is called the Pi Mobile. And basically what yes. it is, it's, it's a little red Power Wheels Jeep that you ride around. And the, the whole gimmick is, I guess you just get an adult in it. You ride across this alleyway near like a brick wall j- backdrop and you have like a whole onslaught of kids literally throw pies at them. Yep. <laughs> I don't even know how to describe that. It's messy. It's wild. I don't know. It's weird. But that, that's a thing. So yeah, I think those are all the contraptions that we covered through what would you do? I'm trying to keep with the, at least get the pie, the rest of the pie stuff out of the way, because there's only a couple other things. I mean, they yeah, had all yeah. the pie contraptions, but they had the what would you do medley. Right. Yes. Which, yeah, how could we? How could we forget that? That was like at the end of every season one episode. And that often led into the pie contraptions. So this is kind of our yep. segue yeah. out of the pie mm-hmm. stuff. Very but, clever. <laughs> but most of, most of the games they had involved pie, uh, even though it wouldn't have the contraptions, but it would be the musical chairs, only it was musical pie or something uh, like that. Yeah. yeah, I like that I one. And whichever, that. Which yeah, they eventually adapted into the Double Dare Live. Mm. Yes. You want and, to talk about that, Jasmine? And, and I think Jasmine yeah. might have a little experience with that. Yeah. So Musical Pies was one of my favorite segments on What Would You Do? So when they brought out the Double Dare Live tour in 2018, the 2019 season, I I was lucky enough to attend the show three times. And my second time, I decided to wear a What Would You Do t-shirt to the show. And I had front row seats. Mark comes out, starts explaining how the show works. When he started explaining how in the second part of the show, they were going to play a musical pie, a little segment from the What Would You Do series. I went crazy. To make a long story short, when that part of the show came across, Robin points at me saying, sweetie, come on stage. So I ran up <laughs> on that stage. <laughs> Let me tell you, I, mean, I had never spoken in front of an audience. I had never spoken into a mic. I was nervous. I had all these nerves coming in. And I just happened to be sitting on the first chair. So the moment Mark Summers walked on stage, he was the one that interviewed me first. So, you know, your typical, what's your name? And he saw my shirt. He wanted to know more about where I had the shirt. The one thing I did not want was to be the first one out of the game. Fourth round comes and all of a sudden the music stops and I'm holding the pie and I'm like, oh my God. And, but it's funny because that's also a game that if you are to cheat or they think you pie yourself very weakly you would have to pay the consequence so Mm -hmm. I remember the pie just the music stops and I'm holding the pie but the moment the music had stopped the girl sitting next to me just happened to take the pie away from me Mm. so according to Robin Robin thought I cheated Robin thought I avoided the pie and I'm like no no like I didn't cheat no no but then all of a sudden she's asking Mark Summer she's like did Jasmine throw the pie at the girl and Mark agreed I'm like oh my god agreed oh my that god, you I'm cheated like, yeah oh my god so through their eyes I try to avoid the pie so Robin takes an entire can of ready whip and just puts extra oh my goodness cream on my pie and I'm like oh <laughs> my god I just yeah. think they wanted an excuse to pie somebody. <laughs> and Mark hands the pie over to me. And then before I could even pie myself in the face, he asks me if I wanted to do it myself or have him do it. And I really wanted him to do it, but I was nervous. But I just said, I'll do it myself. I 
pride myself as hard as I can. They're trying to clean it off. And all of a sudden I hear Mark call my name and I just happen to look, turn around to look at him and he just takes a pie and just smashes it in my face. Oh my goodness. Double whammy. <laughs> wow. and, and oh my God, the, I, I just, oh my, all I remember was the laughter and I was laughing myself because I was, I was not expecting that. And then I'm just walking off the stage with pie all over my face. And I was like, oh my God, this is crazy. And you had shared this on your Instagram before, yes? Yes, I, I have seen the video. Yes, it's, it's under, it's, it's, it's safe, it's safe in the stories. <laughs> like, because I, I post them as stories. I, I have posted them as yeah. a story post, but they're safe. So people could go in my profile right. and just So they're probably in on... like the video section. Yeah. So Cool. So games like that that they've had where pie is involved and the what would you do medley would often lead to the pie pod and things like that. But for those who don't know what the rest of the game consisted of, they'd pick probably four members out of the audience yeah. and they'd yeah. sit down on the stool and yeah. then they would have a, a, a card put on their forehead so they couldn't see what was written on the card. And it would say something like eat grasshoppers or you know, pet a snake. Uh, or yeah. uh, I think there was one time when they told Mark, because Mark would have one as well. You know, he had to kiss a camel. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I remember seeing that one. He was so squeamish and, you know, he just, the camel gave him a quick little pecking. He's like, oh, that's disgusting. It didn't even like spit all over him. <laughs> and the contestants were given a choice of you can do what's on the card, but you have to do what's on the card. Or you can just go to the pie pie. Mm -hmm. Knowing how terrified I was at that point of getting a, a pie in the face, I'd rather pet a snake. So I right. would always, if I was in that situation, I'll do the card. Whatever it is, I'll do the card. Right. It's worth mentioning that some of those were were pretty gross too. I did I did recall like some food ones that they did. Like you had to like gobble a bunch of food and then spit it out as if you were a volcano yeah. erupting, <laughs> or like drink a Limburger cheese milkshake, which is pretty yeah, disgusting. Yes, there was there was one where like a guy had to walk on a bunch of eggs, um, and he got like it underneath, and someone had to like hold worms or step on worms. So there's a there's a pretty wide variety of stuff. I always tuned in uh, for the medley for the hidden talent because I was always curious what kids and parents would come up with. I remember like I saw this one particular lady. She was older. She was in her mid forties, and she wanted to. She had chosen to go down the pie slide, and Mark was Mark was very surprised because of her age. Her card had said hidden talent, and then she had decided to do both. So she did her hidden talent, and then she was sent to a pie slide. That was like the first time I remember actually seeing somebody do both instead of just. Yeah. Yeah. So instead of just choosing one or the other, she just wanted to do both. It's a rare opportunity. I think, I, I think she was maximizing her uh, 15 minutes of fame. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I remember this is, this is going off a little bit with the, um, what would you do, Melody? The other thing mm -hmm. I remember, which was also a favorite segment, not a lot of episodes had this particular segment, was the what would you do choice bag. Mm, I do remember that. I, wasn't that more prominent in season two? Yeah. With the co-host? Yeah. yeah. But the choice bag was also like one of my favorite things is because it's basically all the, like a card, a whole bunch of cards with inside the bag and you have to do it A or B. Have to do exactly what the cards say. So they were like, the one I remember from the top of my head, which was my favorite was pie yourself or pie your partner. Ah, uh, 
Classic. And they took, and I remember they actually took the choice bag outside of Nickelodeon Studios and they started walking all over Universal Studios asking people, would you pie yourself or would you pie your partner? Some people decided to do themselves. Some people wanted to do their partner. And that was just mm-hmm. like my favorite segment of the choice bag. Yeah, it's pretty cool that they had so much variety with uh, all these different uh, sketches that they did. Speaking of which, we can also segue into the Candid Camera stuff where like yes. they would go outside to Nickelodeon yeah. Studios and do things. Yeah. Mark shows a video that was previously recorded of people yeah. doing something or they would like actually bring like a special guest in and have a bunch of people from the audience go out with them and rehearse something. So I guess we can start with either one of those if you want to lead in with that, Alex. Well, an example of one of the pre-recorded ones was can you dance like mc hammer yes i remember seeing that one with the parachute pants yep (laughs) and another example was they had these kids who were told that they were going to be featured on this kid's cooking show and oh my god and this lady had made a a cake but it was disgusting like really sour the kids described it as and as she left the kids were left alone with the pie and they had to eat it and it was gross and just watching their reactions so there was no game involved it was just a see how they respond right one other example was in the studio uh, nickelodeon studios they would have two actors nobody you would know just two random people uh, a guy and a girl and the girl was acting like she was angry at her boyfriend and then she would start grabbing random people will you go over and tell that guy he's cheap and then they would just (laughs) use them as a pin pal essentially right right and my favorite part of that my favorite part of that segment is that there were times she would want she would give like the girl like of somebody like a cup of water like go and splash it in his face go and splash it in his face (laughs) to see if they would do it yeah, he was like, you know, I didn't want, I didn't want to pay for a meal, so you should just tell her that she could pay for own meals. And then the girl who got roped into this is like, you know, come on, man, it's five bucks, just fork it over, don't make a big mm-hmm. deal out of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I love seeing some of these genuine reactions. I think that's the best part of, um, you know, these pre-recorded candid camera type segments where you the just get to see thing, how they adapt. The other, like the other segment that I saw, like that candid get the, the candid camera um segment was there was a family that they went to a restaurant but the restaurant was like medieval times and they had no utensils or anything and then they give them pasta to eat and they were what how were like how are we supposed to eat this with your hands of course (laughs) they were just trying to figure out ways to eat and that's like another part of what would you do that i remember from the top of my head yeah, it's mm-hmm. a great one. They had, they had a lot of varieties. Um, oh, yeah. You know, there was like one where kids had to pretend they were doing an advertisement for a lipstick commercial and then kiss a stranger. Yep. Mm-hmm. There was uh, there was one where like there's a shoe salesman who brought kids some shoes. And then when he left, his hair would either be left behind like a toupee mm-hmm. or he would make some weird like canned farting noises just to yep. see how they react. Mm-hmm. That was pretty funny. But as inappropriate as this is going to sound, my favorite one of all those candy camera moments is Stan Cola. Do any of you remember the Stan Cola segment? At yep. all? <laughs> and do you know why it's one of my favorites? Why? Because <laughs> other than the fact that many kids like drank the cola with a bunch of random cooking ingredients, yeah. and spicy pickle and all this other stuff, other than just seeing their look of disgust on their face, <laughs> there's this one high schooler kid who was playing it totally suave. As soon as he took a drink, he was like, try Stan's Cola, the new soft drink that brings joy to your taste buds. <laughs> then he takes a drink. 
And he's like, and it tastes like beef. And it's the coolest beef. <laughs> Dan's Cola is now available at Saddam Hussein's grocery. And I'm like, what? How did they allow that? That was like the first and only time they've ever censored someone for swearing on the show. And they put like a big fluorescent oh magenta God. X on his face um, when he said that on the screen. And I just lost it. I literally rolled off my bed laughing because I did not expect that. Price stands Cola, a new soft drink that brings your <laughs> joy to your taste buds. And it tastes like Just <laughs> And it goes down like And it's a cool And it's the right amount of sweetness And card. Stan's Cola is now available at Saddam Hussein's Grocery You know that kind of spontaneity is really what makes those segments To get off the candid camera stuff but still doing live things they mm -hmm. would often have an event that would be taking place just outside of the studio one time they had a ventriloquist who was out there but it wasn't yeah. necessarily the ventriloquist but it was yep the i dummy. remember that chuck wood mm -hmm. was his name yeah and he'd yeah, be chuck wood. Yes. sitting at a table some well it, he was sitting in a chair but of course it was the guy underneath and mm -hmm. he would interact with people in yeah. line to go in the Nickelodeon mm -hmm. studios mm -hmm. they had uh, a monster truck one time that was sitting oh that was outside. one of my favorites yeah, the monster truck, yep. <laughs> they got uh, people to drive that thing with a professional stunt driver and even Mark Summers himself got in there and they yeah. almost like flipped the thing over as they yeah. were going over three old junky cars it was Another. it was great and then they did a fake out with a, a woman who went in there because Mark was like oh she must be a really brave person to do that and uh it turns out she was just like ran over like hot wheels yeah, a bunch of little toy cars. <laughs> and I just, that was hilarious. I, I love how I silly they get with these things. Another one that I remember was there was a family who trained with like firefighters to like, yes. to like come down like the wall. Yeah, like with the, the trampoline. Was, uh, or was that a different one? No, no they, they rappelled down the wall. Yeah. They were on the, oh, like, right. on the roof of the mm -hmm. building and they would rappel gotcha, down I remember that. Yeah. But I do also remember the trampoline one, which it was, yeah. they, were, they were doing like aerial stunts, like yes. on the, like, like the circus would do, yep. like the arrows. Mm -hmm. Definitely. The trapeze, and I think, there you go, the trapeze. Yeah, mm -hmm. they, they went to all sorts of lengths to make sure they got a ton of variety for the guests who would like help out with those special segments where they'd introduce themselves uh, in front of the audience and then take a few members with them to kind of rehearse some sort of sketch and then come back and perform it for them. People off the top of my head that come to mind is the, the makeup artist who would yeah. like turn people into really old or yeah. really young or monsters. And then mm -hmm. usually a mother or a parent had to guess which one of these three masked is your men kid? is your kid. And then they'd have to guess based off of like grunts or how they move. There was one guy who was a stunt guy. I think his name is Brady something. He came back um, a couple of times. I really yeah, liked I, yeah. I really liked him too because he really got into it. He's he he rehearsed a short skit where it's very loose plot and so hey, don't pick on my girl. And then he would just like bash um, one of those stunt bottles over one of the parents' head and then like yeah, throw, him, bottles. Th mm -hmm. throw him in like a, a easily collapsible table. And then Mark would even get to it too and just end up throwing the stunt man through like a window at the end of it or like off a ladder into a box of TNT. So, you know, and they really you, took it pretty far. <laughs> and then you also had the what would you do dancers that they would come yes. out and they'll yep. do some silly dance. Then they'll yeah. take people from the audience like, go like the and learn like, to dance so they could come later on and perform exactly. for the audience. Yep. Yeah, like the guy with the tuxedo and the flippers where they had to yeah. do like some <laughs> yeah, sort of tap dance and a bunch of puddles rain. to singing in the rain. Yeah, yeah, that was fun. 
I remember that as well. <laughs> and <laughs> probably my favorite, just because of the voice, because uh, What Would You Do had a lot of special guests as well. Yeah. But occasionally, this, like you were saying, the special guests would very much have the audience do some kind of activity that they would bring back at the end of the episode. Uh, but this one, I think, was the only time that they had a character, because up to this point, it was just backstage crew hands and things right. like that yeah, so yeah. they had <laughs> Dudley do right oh right yeah they had him nell and snidely whiplash and they yep. all came in and did their little stunt yeah that was fun <laughs> there was a great cartoon done by jay ward many years ago rocky and bullwinkle and dudley do right does anybody know what dudley do right did for a living does any raise your hand at your service Hi sir. There, acting corporal acting corporal <laughs> thought he was acting poorly but uh Anyway, you're, you're an acting corporal, huh? Yes, sir. Very nice. Uh, uh, any reason that you're here? I'm here to answer all your questions, sir. All, all my questions, all right. Well, I was going to say that they also brought the, the voice of Olmec from Legends of the Hidden Temple. Took the words was... right out of my mouth. I was yeah, because he, he too was yeah. on a few episodes, I remember. Two, two years before Legends of the Hidden Temple got their star, he showed up and did some like voice impressions. And I think he did the What Would You Do medley as well, if I remember correctly. And uh, he had that like typical more high pitched voice impression that he yeah. would do whenever he was on Legends. So it was it was mm -hmm. just fun to see him before he rose to fame for doing voice work for Legends and for Avatar: The Last Airbender and a bunch mm -hmm. of other stuff that's on his IMDb. He literally has a wall of credits, hundreds oh, of yeah. roles since then. I mean, yeah. it makes sense. He is a talking wall, so you <laughs> <laughs> can play talking walls and talking stone heads <laughs> on my resume. Is yeah. the wall of stuff. <laughs> I, I would like to see the wall of stuff have the Olmec voice and like pick a door or any door. Oh man, a crossover. You hear right? that CW? Put that in the new Legends reboot. Surround Olmec with the wall of stuff. Or, or if you want to do like a double crossover, you can do um, Carney from the Tale of the Laughing in the Dark from Are You Afraid of the Dark? And oh like, gosh. Pick, pick the right door and you go free. Pick the wrong door, and there he'll be. So if you end up pulling up one of the 20 doors on the wall stuff, maybe Zebo the Clown will pop out and smoke in your face or something. <laughs> <laughs> now that that would be a sight to see, because I'm I'm wondering if like Mark would just jump out of his pants when you saw him. <laughs> instead of instead of temple guards, yes. it's it's what are you Zeebo. afraid of the dark monsters? <laughs> I would like to see an are you afraid of the dark themed legends of the hidden temple temple run, but you know. Okay, somewhat... that, that's a tangent. Yeah, that is a tangent. Have you seen Secrets of the Crypt Keeper's Haunted House? I have not. Check that out. And then imagine that as Are You Afraid of the Dark? Okay. There are a few episodes on YouTube. But going along with guests on What Would You Do? Because obviously we would have the audience do stuff, but they also had a lot of special guests who would just do their shtick. Right. Uh, I think the only character guest they had and I'm sure there's probably more, but the only one that comes to mind is Beetlejuice. Oh, yeah, interesting. Yeah, I remember he was a, he was a guest. He was a guest. Now I haven't seen because YouTube only has about half the episodes, unfortunately. Right. And I haven't seen the one that has Beetlejuice, but I remember him being on the show a Me couple too. of times. I don't think it was Michael Keaton though. I think it was just no. some actor that they had for a ride. Yeah. Because at the time, Universal Studios had the Beetlejuice Rockstar Review, mm. uh, where he would, it was a rock concert, it would be Beetlejuice with the classic Universal Monster movies, right. uh, so it'd be Frankenstein and Bride of Frankenstein and things like that. Right. Um, Beetlejuice was a part of that, so they had him come to What Would You Do set and would just 
gross the audience out. He had like tiny little snakes in his pocket and <laughs> put them in the kids' hands. And I love it. He had I, the ghost with the most babes. <laughs> when they, yeah, when they came to, when I, uh, I haven't seen like the full episode on YouTube, but I've seen like a clip with Beetlejuice on What Would You Do? Yeah. And I remember they took like the prettiest girl from the audience and they asked her. And Beetlejuice, of course, went up to her and said, would you marry me? And, <laughs> and Mark just put her on the spot. She just became so embarrassed. And she was like, no. She was just like, no. Oh, well, she probably like saw the-, the movie, so she knew what would happen if she agreed. She'd have to go into <laughs> exactly. the underworld. Yeah, so but she I, was thinking like ahead. The, that's like the only little clip I remember from what would you do with Beetlejuice included. It's when he asked her, like the prettiest girl, would you marry me? And she just starts laughing and she's like, no, no, <laughs> like, no. It's probably because he didn't bring a ring with him. <laughs> and they had the 90s in general had a lot of magic specials. I mean, there oh, were yeah. magic specials yeah. all over the they, place in the they 90s. They did have and a like, few magicians on what would you yeah. do? And there were, yeah, there were quite a few magicians, which I mean, it makes sense, especially since. Mark Summers is a bit of a magician himself. Yeah. Right. That man's he, jack of all trades. Didn't he have his own magic, magical mystery special? He did. And like he the did for a Halloween special. Mm-hmm. There were a couple of magicians. Uh, there was one, I can't think of his name right now. I, the I, Amazing Creskin? I, I don't, I don't know. There, I know he, he did card tricks. He, he had been on there twice okay. uh, that I know of. And usually he would ride around to ride this. Yeah, the, the piano oh. bicycle. Yeah, shoot. Oh, I wish I wrote that. his name down. And ah, I, while I was watching, because I had watched it not too terribly long ago, because I was watching it with my son, because I'm, I'm giving him a proper education on inter- television, uh, children's entertainment. Mm-hmm. And, Good man. and I was thinking, I wonder whatever happened to these different magicians and performers that aren't huge names now the and, guy the guy that you said the one that comes in you say on a like piano right yeah. it's like a piano yep. i know I, I forgot yeah i forgot his name but i know that he passed away a few years ago yeah and, what I, and yeah, that was really tragic I uh, mm-hmm. i mean anyone passing is is tragic but i was yeah. looking looking through and i believe somebody broke into his house and oh, no. and injured him fatally unfortunately from from what i read i don't know how accurate but that's just drawn from memory from what i had read fairly recently but rest in peace bicycle piano man you'll be in our the hearts of what would you do fans everywhere well listeners at home if you're watching what would you do episodes before or after listening to this episode definitely uh comment on our instagram page oh did you find it jasmine yes so give me a second okay so never mind (laughs) his name was Professor Hotham Jeeves. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that was his name, Professor Hotham wow. Jeeves. Mm-hmm. With a name like that, he he was a man <laughs> of many talents. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And there were so oh. many other guests, but usually they all had some kind of quirky characterization right. with them that were all really oh, yeah. fun. Uh, the mm-hmm. all the guests were just fun. The show in general was. It was a variety of stuff. There were all kinds of pies and messy contraptions, hidden talents, special guests, candid camera stuff. It was a hodgepodge of just silliness. And now, we as kids, that's what made it, it wonderful. Growing up, I remember Mark being sent to the pie pod a few times oh, and yeah. pie fly, but I forgot there's a specific game that they were playing and I forgot the name of it, but I remember. Robin being pied a few in this yes. certain game. There, there's, there was, was a game 
there was a game where she was like hanging from a harness in front of exactly. the brick wall backdrop. Was, yeah. And it was like so. ready aim pie. And there was a bunch yes. of people sitting underneath yeah. yep, her. That's the one. And mm-hmm. they had to somehow hit her. F- no, one. Yeah. I think she had to drop a pie on someone first. And if she, she did. missed, then yeah. they underneath her would hit her mm-hmm. with the pie. She was reverse just- space invaders. Yes. Yep. And I remember the hit, one. getting hit pretty, pretty dang hard. Yeah, that was the one I was going to mention because growing up, like I would always see Mark getting pie, but I would yep. never really see Robin like get no. hit at all. Until it was that once one, in a blue moon. Until that one specific game, that was the first time I ever saw like people throwing pies at Robin, and I'm like, finally, that's what I'm. I'm like, that's what I really wanted <laughs> yeah. to see. That, now the Just what would you do time. experience is complete. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just needed to put Harvey in there somewhere, exactly. right? I, I exactly. actually wish I actually wish he was the announcer for what would you do? Because if you notice carefully, when they do announce things like the introduce the pie pot or the pie slide for the first time, it's actually Mark doing his own introducing, yeah. and he's like, yes. "Back to you, Mark," as if yeah. you know it's someone else. <laughs> but we clearly yeah. know if you if you tune in carefully that it's also him. <laughs> I was reading the book Slimed, and I remember. I believe it was Robin. It may have been Mark, but I'm pretty sure it was Robin talking about the fact that Mark and Robin both didn't really care for doing what yeah. would you do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because it, it seemed, it, it's the whole show seemed superfluous to them. Uh, why they would oft, often call it, why are we doing this instead of what would you do? <laughs> yeah. Well, always, it, like... it did seem like a stripped down double there with a little bit of Wild and Crazy Kids mixed in. So I can understand their their less enthusiastic response. Like, I remember, I remember Mark saying that, like, I knew he wasn't that too much of a, he wasn't too fond with what would you do. But when I first heard him say that, I've actually like reached out to him. I'm like, listen, I understand you might've not been a fan of the show, but you have to understand that show means the world to me. And he was like, he was so understandable. He told me, listen, he was like, he was like, it's always an honor hearing fans that grew up loving What Would You Do? And then he told me he doesn't under that it's so funny because he doesn't understand why some fans like double there more than What Would You Do or vice versa. Mm-hmm. What would you do more than double there? I, th- I, I think like, I think in retrospect, yeah. hearing things like your comments and and you're not the only one. Um, I I guarantee you, he's heard tons of times when fans have come up to him and told him how much they loved either show. And I think in retrospect, now now that he's not in it, he's he at least is able to appreciate the fact that he did it just because of how much we the fans enjoyed it as kids. Yeah, he can yeah. look back on the legacy that he's built and see like all the good that he's done, whether. You know, when you're removed from the art, you kind of see uh, the impact that's left on other people. So it's it's nice for him to just appreciate the not the consequence, but like the ripple effect of him doing yeah. all yes. these great shows and having it affect us and ingrain into our minds and bringing us such fond childhood memories. So, you know, in re- retrospect, that's like the gift that keeps on giving so that the fans can like connect with him even long after it's been recorded. Yes, mm-hmm. I agree. That pretty much covers our retrospective 30th anniversary of What Would You Do? It was a really fun, unique variety show that really got the audience to participate in ways other game shows just couldn't. And as a result, we all had fond memories of it and a whole lot of pie mixed in there, too. Oh, yeah. 
All right, Miss Jasmine, time for the socials. For anybody who wishes to follow you, where can they follow you at? So it was my Instagram page is jazz, J A S underscore W W Y Z dot PyPod on Instagram. Very cool. And Brett, mm-hmm. how about you, my friend? Uh, you can find me at Brett Wilson Art on Instagram. I do all sorts of uh, 90s nostalgia art, especially Nickelodeon. So if you, any of you guys want some art prints, posters, stickers, or anything in between, I also do commissions, uh, feel free to hit me up through a DM or email. Check him out. I love his art. <laughs> he, yeah. he has fantastic art. The dude is oh, super would, talented. I would love to do a What Would You Do or Double Dare themed art. So I might have to do some sort of illustration to celebrate the 30th anniversary. Yes. So if I do one and I post it at the end of August, keep an eye out for that. And Please, I, I am... want to buy one too. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Yes. And I am Alex Nance. You can find me at True90sNickelodeon on Instagram and also a closed Facebook group under the same name. You can also find me on Twitter at uh, True90sNickFan. And Splat Attack, if you would like to follow Splat Attack, it is on pretty much all the socials. So look for Splat Attack or Splat Attack 2021. Uh, It is on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, name it. It's it's on Tumblr. I don't know if anybody's yep. even going to use Tumblr, but there <laughs> is one because our hub Why not? connects with all of them. So <laughs> cool. use it while we got it. Yeah, and... you can pretty much find us and listen to us wherever possible. Just pick a podcast app of your choice and tune in. We love hearing from you guys. We love hearing about topics and your memories and all sorts of comments. So engage with us. We're here to relive the 90s with you in any way we can. And we look forward to taking this slime-filled journey with you. So Slimesters... Send us an email and tell us which show you preferred. What would you do or Double Dare? And if Ow. you had the chance to go to any of the pie contraptions, what would it be? You can send us an email over at splatattack2021 at gmail.com. Let us know what you guys would want to do. Cool. So speaking and of I- that, Jasmine, of the pie contraptions, which one would you choose? Okay, there's two, and here's how I would do it. I would want to get sent to a pie pod. By any chance the pies don't hit me, I would beg Mark Summers to pie me in the face. And after being sent to the pie pod, I would want to get washed off on the pie wash. So yeah, <laughs> that's how I would do it. That's the way to do it. <laughs> Brett, yep. would you do anything differently? Yes. I would do the pie pod first. I obviously want to get all four plus the crowning glory because the messier the better. Mm-hmm. And I would top it off by going headfirst into the pie slide until I'm head to toe <laughs> in pie gunk, just like Mark Summers. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I would take a gamble and go at the wall of stuff. Ooh, oh, what yeah. door would you pick? Yeah, that's uh, a good gosh, question. seven, just because Ooh, James lucky Bond. Seven. So seven. All right. Mm-hmm. So now so I'm going to go back and it? watch what the seven was when all the kids picked it. Cool. Well. um, I think that'll do it for this episode. We'll see you Slimesters uh, next time. Yeah. And uh, here's Mark Summers to send us off. We had a great time here. What would you do? We always do, though, and we'll see you real soon. Thanks for watching. Bye-bye. Reprise the theme song and roll the credits. Hard to believe, folks, but it's time to say goodbye. Nighty-night. Hey, check us out next time for more adventure and another great legend of the Hidden Temple. What do we do till then? Chill for a couple. We'll be back. You're on, Nick. 
and it was time for the superhero to move on. I declare this meeting of the Midnight Society closed. Oh, bye bye.